Well, quickly, if you were listening earlier, there's a big uh, poll out uh, about the election. And 80% of people in, uh, or over half of people in both parties say this is the most important election of their lifetime. Over half in both parties. And uh, 80% overall believe that the nation's values are at stake. Whatever that means to every individual person. Yeah. And uh, I found this interesting. Because uh, we originally were citing the pretty high percentage of people that don't have confidence in our uh, election system. If your candidate loses, how confident are you that it was a it was a fair and square election? And there's a lot of people only somewhat confident, not very confident. Different parties, different reasons, which just shows you how narratives take hold. The top reason cited by Democrats that they lack confidence in the election process is foreign influence. For Republicans, the top reason is voter fraud so both narratives have taken hold huh you know trump has pushed the idea of voter fraud a lot and the media has pushed the idea uh, and, and the democrats of uh, foreign interference and yeah and so you got that yeah oh there's one other number i want to show out half of republicans said they would not uh, be bothered by over half said they would not be bothered by their particular representative bad-mouthing trump that would have no effect on them hmm whether or not they support them or not. Over half. Okay, interesting. Yeah. It's funny you should bring that up. I just saw a headline from the New York Times, and I would meant to take a mental snapshot of it, but the uh, the long and short of it was uh, we're just tired of the Trump era. And I was thinking about this because the the, the president unleashed this Trump about the, uh, this Trump, this tweet about the storm heading for uh, Puerto Rico. And it was, you know, you can picture it. It was unnecessarily kind of about him and disputes he'd had with various people. And and just it just it didn't help. It didn't help. And I've agreed with him on a lot of stuff, including the stuff he said about Puerto Rico and some of the corrupt politicians there. But it just didn't help. And and my reaction to seeing it was, oh, I'm tired. Well, so good or bad, whether you, you support it or not, there is just the fatigue thing that we've all recognized i think that by the end by the end of you're in like the seventh year of bill clinton the seventh year of george bush the seventh year of barack obama you just want something new kind of like you just want new living room furniture you're just tired you're just tired of hearing from the same person about the same things right even if they were your person i mean that that is true that has been proven by polls and i wonder if trump because of the intense coverage and the amount of times he weighs into things has just sped that process up. I think and it's, so. And it's not all about his particular personality or brand. He's just sped up that process of we get tired of things. I'm tired right. of that song. I've heard it too many times. You combine that with just the pace of the modern world. Yeah, as Chris Rock famously said, here today, gone today. Um, I just So I found myself there in the lunchroom wishing, A, I had enough time to get some more coffee, uh, and B, uh, thinking, you know, that's not going to help turnout. Although, you know, by the, can you imagine? Well, you don't have to imagine it. I hope we'll live it. Uh, next year, you know, summer, early fall, what's the rhetoric going to be like? Can't even imagine. I mean, we've gone through Hitler. What's next? Heavy on the race stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just terrible racial, uh, you know, whippings up and the rest of it. But I just, I wonder what 
turnout will be like um, on the Republican side, particularly. I wonder what percentage of people, and I know people like this, I know several people like this, who are staunchly conservative and or Republican, who love the judges Trump's uh, appointing, uh, love taking on China. And these are business people who understand a little short-term pain, but we can't let them, you know, so in short, they are mostly supporters of Trump. But they're just exhausted by the whole, you know, all the tweeting and the rest of it. And I just wonder what turnout will look like. I'm not sure issues or uh, uh, issues, policies, the people involved are going to matter. It's just going to come down to my team versus your team. And I'm tired of your team calling me bad names. Yes. 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 That's some pretty good analysis. So, you know, we're talking about you get tired of a president or a car or furniture or whatever. Some people get tired of their spouse. Uh, like Oof. Ilhan Omar, uh, the uh, the charming gal, uh, Congress lady from she part uh, of the Minnesota. Squad? Oh yes, oh yeah, she's key member of the squad. Was Nancy successful in getting the squad to quiet down? When's the last time is AOC still tweeting and they just don't make the news? Oh yeah, yeah, she tweets all the time. Okay, so did the news get tired of her? I wonder. Probably, maybe, or maybe, maybe she hasn't. I mean, if she hammers on Republicans, that's mildly interesting. But the the news is desperate for conflict, so it's when she hammers on fellow Democrats. I don't know. That really I should go through her it. Twitter feed. I can't figure out if the media got tired of her or if she's just toned it down. But she, remember, she was in the news every day, like Trump, for months, and then she got them realtor eyes. She got the realtor eyes. Oh yeah, she got them. Oh yeah. And then I haven't heard a word about her. But in here, this is twenty five percent of the squad you're talking about. Yeah, here. Ilhan Omar, the nice uh, Muslim lady from Minnesota. She who, should go back uh, to the country she came from. Who who swaps out husbands or fake husbands or what's going on there's uh, with a fair amount of regularity, and we will uh, we'll touch on that coming up in a little bit. Uh, her 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 tangled web of relationships. The greatest uh, or the latest? I'm sorry. Uh, the latest? Are you kidding me? Idea out of Cal Unicornia, and and you know it's funny. It's like. Uh, you can't expect people to devote their entire lives to following politics, which is why you have to have small government. So Cal Unicornia, just the other day, pushed through the legislature having children vote. They want 17-year-olds to vote. Soon it'll be 16 on down the line because, and it's just so transparent, you can sway children with emotional arguments. And most progressivism is about emotional arguments. Plus, your life experience is not that good when you're 17. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you can be easily led. You can, I, if we were going to move the voting age any direction, clearly it's got to go up. Oh, according to every single sociological demographic study of, of the current state of young people in America. It's indisputable. But in Cal Unicornia, or in this case, Corruptifornia, where they want to be able to manipulate children into continuing the one-party rule, which is, it's immoral on a level that I find hard to imagine. But anyway, uh, that was like yesterday's headline. Today's headline is California bill to ban schools from expelling disruptive students. It does not matter how uh, disruptive, um, disrespectful, violent, whatever. I've, um, I've, I can't get rid of kids. I've seen some of this and had conversations with teachers and faculty and stuff about how impossible that is um, to to boot kids out of class or school anymore. And, um, you know, another one of the reasons that people turn to homeschooling or private school if they can uh, is that. 
And yeah. if you're if you're a, the law abiding type like my son is, it's just so annoying to have things disrupted by the well the disruptors and see nobody pay a price for it. Yep. It drives you crazy. Oh, I know. I know. It it really it affects you on a fundamental way, your understanding of society and how it's supposed to function as a kid. Um, and, and I was a disruptive kid, too. And you know what uh, stopped me from doing it more? Uh, they punished me. Uh, they, I was never expelled. But a 2018 report from the U.S. government paddled. account. They paddled you? Uh, no. Although our principal, Mr. Novak, who was a big old boy, big old boy, had dark circles under his eyes. He just looked mean. Big old bald-headed boy before that was in fashion. And, uh, and he had a paddle right there on his wall. And the stories were legend. And people did get paddled at your school, though. Uh, I'm not sure anybody did while I was there. Oh, really? Boy, was, I th- was, the was near a... permanent story was that, oh, last year, I mean, he really took the thing to some kids. Huh. Weekly, somebody got paddled at my school. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I could be wrong. But uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's not like I'm 80 years old and this happened in the 1920s. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where that... they were hitting kids with sticks if you're out of line. Walking out turn, back to paddling, looking out the window. That's a paddling. Staring at my sandals. That's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Don't look at the man's sandals. <laughs> contribution from the Simpsons. A 2018 report from the USGAO said, found that black students, boys, and students with disabilities were disproportionately disciplined in K-12 through schools. Well, of course it's going to be boys, because boys are more rambunctious. That's the way God made them. Which is why schools must, should, don't allow outlets for youthful male energy. Another just like smoking and gambling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Brass knuckles. Uh, they found as well. Listen, uh, they found this was the case regardless of the type of disciplinary action, poverty at the school level, type of public school the students attended. That's a beautiful example of bad statistics. I mean, number one, let's toss out the boy thing for for reasons that are obvious to anybody who has ever spent any time around kids. I can't think of in my school career, K through twelve, one time. A girl was a problem with being disruptive, other than, like, talking to her friend, but never, like, serious dust-up. Not once in my life can I yeah. remember one. I I dealt with coaching some, like, alienated, unhappy, uncooperative girls who are disruptive in a way, um, but not, not in the same way as... You wouldn't have to expel them. It wouldn't get to that level. Um, but if you tease out... Um, you know, they, they say it's about race. If you teased out who doesn't have a dad at home, I think you'd pretty quickly find out it's about fatherlessness, and then you're getting closer to dealing with the actual problem. But the idea is, um, is you just you can't ever expel people. There's no sin. There's no disruptiveness that that reaches the level of all right. We can't teach this kid. It is costing everyone else their education. Jack, I'm asking you how. Of a kind is this? How similar is this to the, well, yeah, now we have bums and junkies in the parks and your kids can't play. They can't walk to school. They can't, you, you got needles in your house. People are getting assaulted. There's a, t- some teenage kids almost got thrown off a bridge. Some lunatic, a junkie woman tried to throw some boys off a bridge in Orange County in California. The good people, the hardworking people, I'm sorry that your lives and, and homes are being ruined, but we can't crack down on bad people because that would be mean. 
I mean, it's this unicornian, idiotic attitude, and here it is, extending to schools in California. Good luck, man. Good luck. I, my, I just, I hate that people are paying high property taxes. Because uh, that's, you know, mostly the way schools are financed, um, you know, depending on where you are. But they got to take their kids out of school because their kids are either not getting educated or just are, are living this perverse life of lawlessness and, and discrimination against boys and being indoctrinated into these bizarro philosophies. And so they got to pay for a private school. It's awful. I feel bad for you folks. I really do. So another poll has just dropped. I know you're sick of polls. I'm sick of polls. I'll just give you the 10-second headline to uh, reconfirm that that one poll is an outlier. Biden. 72% of people are tired of polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all tired of polls. I don't need any more polls. Are we going to have our first female in the Super Bowl? Huh? And, let, and yet you're going to unleash your poll upon us. 10 seconds, I said. Maximum. Overall theme. 30,000-foot view. Mm-hmm. Put in the new Taylor Swift song for 10 seconds if you can't handle that 10 seconds. Jack and his poll are good for 10 seconds. Did you hear that? Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. manufacturer behind OxyContin, the drug that arguably kick-started this crisis. Purdue famously aggressively marketed OxyContin to doctors as a less addictive painkiller that could be used to treat common conditions like backaches and knee pain, which was obviously untrue. It would be like using cocaine for a toothache, which, incidentally, back in the 1800s, people actually did. Purdue is owned by members of the Sackler family. Collectively, they're worth an estimated $13 billion, which has enabled them to proudly slap their name on some truly impressive monuments to other people's talent. Uh, The the Sackler name is on parts of the Met, the Louvre, uh, the Museum of Natural History, the National Gallery in London, the Royal College of Art, an institute at Yale, a library at Oxford, and the Sackler Crossing at the Royal Botanic Gardens. The Sacklers love putting their names on things. Although, until very recently, they've been miraculously good at keeping their name off the opioid crisis. But that is now changing with protests like this. In New York City this weekend, protesters flooded the Guggenheim Museum. They dropped fake prescription slips from the upper walkway, angry that the museum takes big donations from the Sackler family, which has been accused of engineering the opioid epidemic. Wow. And look, I know this isn't the point, but just spare a thought there for the Guggenheim janitor who has to clean all that up. Dennis didn't take millions from the pharmaceutical industry. Dennis gets $15 an hour. <laughs> um, when did that come out, by the way, John Oliver? When did he do that? He did that quite a while ago, even though, like, the Sackler name I'm... has become practically household name in the last couple of days. Uh, April of this year, but this was his second long, like, 20-plus minutes on the opioid yeah. industry. He did a, His first one was about a year ago. He's, he, John Oliver, from his show that he has on HBO, He's he's been taking this on for quite a while. I still don't know. I'd like to see some internal memos or emails or whatever to what extent they fully understood what they were doing. Oh, I've seen I've seen plenty. Yeah, absolutely. They're dirty. They're dirty, 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 dirty. You know, it's funny, though. Well, the, if, the, for the, the, the John Oliver part about how the, uh, we could have used less addictive painkillers, but we're pushing the OxyContin thing. I mean, even to that extent. 
Uh, yeah, they, they wanted to get these ones out there for your backache because they knew it's likely you'd get addicted, then you'd need more of them. Yeah, and, and listen, that study that showed that uh, you know lots of people get addicted and it's impossible to kick, let's keep those quiet. Mm. <clears throat> just, I mean, just egregious. I mean, they're, they're wow. doomed. They're so cooked. they're like the tobacco industry. Right. Oh, yeah. They knew they were oh, killing yeah. people. It was highly addictive. They were going out of their way to make it more addictive. Well, and ask yourself why the Sackler family would give away a business that going forward would continue to earn billions and billions of dollars. It's because they have no defense <clears throat> and they know it. So they're they're just offering up, you know, their their own head on a plan. Well, and their penalty is going to be they're a family with 13 billion dollars to split amongst themselves. So, you know, I, I think they'll be all right with all due respect. And I have almost none for those uh, protesters. Um, now I have plenty of them. They're, they're right. The, the, the evil has been done. But if, if there's like a company in town, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I live that turns out they're making a product that's just, it's crappy and it hurts people and the rest of it. But they donated a bunch of money and now we've got like a great performing arts center. No, I'm against that. I'm against I, that. I'm not mad. No, I'm, I'm against that whole going after museums because somebody donated to you that was terrible at some point. I just, I don't get that. I mean, wh- what if hmm, it gets a little complicated when uh, they donated it and the contract says it's got to be the Sackler Hall of Music or whatever? Because mm. I'm not super enthused about having that name on there, but. They built a, a concert hall. Great. Now we got a concert hall. So a new poll just dropped. Biden is solidly ahead by double digits of everybody else. It's it's certain now. Marshall's news next. Kids, my kids going back to school today, and um, we have one kid that's in regular public school and one kid that can't attend school for health reasons. And uh, I'm trying to make this as um, inclusive as possible. We got him new school clothes, and even though he's homeschooling, and first day of school outfit today, and pictures and all that sort of stuff. Nice, but nice. he he's definitely it really bums him out <clears> that he's. He definitely feels uh, isolated with all the school talk and excitement and everything around there. And his best friend, who he plays with every single day, is now leaving for the next nine oh, months. Oh, his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, that's rough. Yeah, it, it really bothers him, but it's, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, the upside of some of the homeschool stuff is you kind of get to choose what you want to do. For instance, do you want to teach cursive or not? We've got uh, some you articles must. about that. It's making a bit of a comeback. Yes. Which is, I, I, I guess. It's elegant. I, it's effective. stupid. It's, it's a stupid waste of time. Uh, it's, it's just what civilizes us. I didn't realize. I hate Common Core math. I cannot figure it out. I don't understand the point of it. I don't even know what they're doing. I find it ridiculous. But Common Core is what did away with cursive. Common Core ended cursive in wow. schools all across this country. Wow. So you agree with Hitler that modern art is terrible? You agree with Common Core that cursive is bad? You keep some strange company, sir. (laughs) Now, are you going to teach your kids that all white people are oppressors and that capitalism is a tool of of white supremacy? Absolutely. Great. Um, (laughs) Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. All right. Democrat debate day deadline is today, and the final poll for qualifying for the third round has just came out. A new national poll from Quinnipiac University. Oh, here it is, folks. 
Biden's former Vice President Joe Biden holding a solid lead over Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Bernie Sanders. Boy, Biden got lucky in the uh, the poll flow, because sometimes yeah. you get a big poll and it's a week or two before you get another one. Right. He's lucky that that bad poll for him, within 48 hours, there are three solid, respected polls right. say, nah, that's a bunch of crap. Right. Right. Which has got to be uh, helpful for him. Yeah, the Quinnipiac. If he's awake to realize that. Yeah. Quinnipiac poll uh, results were very similar to another poll just released by USA Today that also had Biden in the lead. Biden with 32% compared to to 19% for Warren, 15% for Sanders. You know, if one of the two communists gets out, they've got a, a bigger number combined than Biden. I just will Bernie. You've said many times, Jack, and I think you're probably right, that for Bernie, the ideas are more important than the office. I think so. He's a committed socialist. Um, at some point, does he recognize that Liz just has the energy? And he'll, you know, I'm sure she'd work something out where he'd be the secretary of something or other. And then suddenly, you know, a couple months from now, maybe, Joe Biden's got a serious challenge. Yeah, no kidding. And that will be an interesting battle to watch that, that matters to America. Is one of, are one of the major parties going to go this way or that way, towards socialism, yeah. or kind of stay more moderate, traditional American politics? Right, and listen, I'm going to ask the young voter, producer, Positive Sean, who do you like in the contest between the 79-year-old and the 70-year-old? <laughs> Uh, I, I got to go with the seventy-year-old based only on those numbers. Uh, Elizabeth Warren does not seem seventy. Joe Biden does seem his age, don't you think? Yeah, 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 more or less. Warren's more like Trump, where it's a year seventy. Wow, it's amazing. She's a youthful seventy. Yeah, I couldn't keep the schedule she's keeping mm. right now. No. Well, the polls bad news for other candidates. Billionaire activist Tom Steyer, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Senator Gillibrand, New York City Mayor De Blasio, all Rich, among the. Hot- Worthless and pathetic. All among in the order. 15 Democrats <laughs> under 2%. Yeah, you got to get out. So anyway. Go home. You that, know what's interesting about politics, and everybody decries money in politics, and we're always talking about bribes and, and stuff like that, because people bribe their legislators all the time to get laws passed, but they call it campaign contributions, but they're bribes. Uh, you got a guy like Tom Steyer who spent nearly unlimited money, mind-boggling money, to run his let's impeach Trump, yeah. I'm Tom Steyer stuff, and he launched his candidacy, spent zillions of dollars, the rest of it's not doing him any good. And you pointed out, Jack, a big study came out a couple of years ago that the person who spent more in uh, uh, in various campaigns around the country, was it that they won about as often as chance? Or Yeah, that's in the uh, chapter in the book Freakonomics. It, oh, it, that's right, yeah. It's, it's as likely as not, or not as likely as is, that it will make any difference. Yeah. So fortunately... Now, uh, Chris Christie talks about how you have to have a certain amount of money to be able to respond, or you just don't have a chance. But I above, that. but above, but above a certain floor where you have to have enough money to respond to a tax, above that, it's just wasted. You, you just, just. There's, what are you going to spend your money on? Well, we've all been through election cycles, haven't we? Where they're, you know, just we're, we're blanketed, we're just buffeted by campaign ads, and you tune them out really, oh, sure. really quickly. All right, my friends, I want to let you know, if you've got a Nordstrom credit card, check your account because you may be getting some money back. Yes! yes. Finally! Last, get me some shoes. Last November, Nordstrom said it owed certain credit card holders $72 million after charging too much interest. 
So they are trying to reach out to all those customers. They're offering refund credits or checks of $100, about $100. So mm. yeah, I might want to double-check all that. And one last note, now KFC is proving... I don't have a Nordstrom's credit card. Don't have store credit cards. It's a terrible idea. Just they don't give do you it. A, the, the percentage off when you get them, then you just stick them in a drawer. Right. Now KFC has proven that whether the chicken is the real thing or not, people will queue up for that finger-licking deliciousness. The Colonel went plant-based at one Atlanta restaurant Tuesday, complete with its signature red trim. It had a fake fried chicken, a Beyond Meat fake fried chicken offering, and real human beings lined up literally around the block for the popcorn chicken and the wings until the supply ran out less than five hours into the promotion. We got a great note on the fake meat meat thing from a a dairy farmer's perspective, interestingly enough, and uh, what a lot of people don't understand about the fake meats, how processed they are, how much sodium there is, it's all like GMO, it's genetically modified stuff, and... Uh. And and the sort of hipsters who go for this sort of thing aren't aware of that yet. They hear veggie, quote-unquote, veggie burger. They think this is a healthier alternative when that's not the selling point of these at Mm, all. Interesting. Uh, We got this text. The reason Common Core did away with cursive is so that the next generation can't read the founding documents. Nice. Well played. (laughs) Well played. There's nowhere to get that information about what's in the Constitution or the Declaration unless you read the original versions. And you're going to think it's an F. It's an S. (laughs) Just trust me. I'm telling you. Right. It's not the Fatates of America. (laughs) The United States. That's right. Oh, how insidious. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The homeschooling thing is interesting. When you realize the power you have, you willingly hand that power over to your local school, and sometimes they make good decisions, and sometimes they make decisions that horrify you. But when you have all the power yourself, what to emphasize and teach, it's, it's really, it's really kind of interesting. You know, other than maybe child slavers and... Um and armed robbers, I'm not sure there's a group I trust less than the educational elite in this country. Whether it's your college professors or your your administrators or your leading authors in the world of progressive education. There may I would I would not turn my back on those people, certainly in terms of educating my kids. They are so crazy. Their ideology has just made them nuts. And yet they're, like you say, you hand over the education of your children to them. I just, I think, I think things have gotten to a, a point where people aren't going to anymore in numbers that will astound. Which is why the educational, uh, monopoly establishment is so desperate to defeat like school choice laws and charter schools and the rest of it. Cause they know, listen, we've gotten so terrible that we're, we're bleeding Kids and money and the we're rest. We're teaching of it. your kids weird stuff, and we can't boot out the bad kids. Right, and we're not even doing a good job of teaching the good stuff. Partly because we're saddled with all the bad kids, um, and and the only way we're going to keep our monopoly power is through force of law. They know that the unions know that. That's interesting. So that's what they're. That's why they're doing what they're doing. Old Ilhan Omar, she's on the squad, and she's. Uh, well, listen, if you've recently fallen in love with her, don't marry her. It's just a little friendly advice. <laughs> so, All right. That, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. saw this on the news today at her political rallies. I don't know if anyone here has gone to one, but at her political rallies, Senator Elizabeth Warren enters to the song nine to five. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, at his political rallies, Bernie Sanders enters to the song. I'm 95. <laughs> That's that's just an assault. I'm 95. <laughs> uh, so we got this text. You see, I don't know this side of politics that well. I just I don't feel it. It's not in my bones. OK, but we got this text for we've been assuming with Biden having roughly Bernie and Elizabeth's numbers added together. What if one of them got out um, and we just assume all the Bernie voters would go to Elizabeth Warren for the most part? For lots of Bernie voters, he is more important than the policies. They think that Warren is practically a corporatist, a corporatist like Hillary. Do you know if that's true to any extent, Sean? Do you have any idea? Is that just one person's opinion? I, I would, I, I would guess that's a, a small percent. I okay. mean, that person exists, but I think that's not that large a okay. percentage of their. Yeah, I don't run in those circles, so, yeah, I, don't so I, don't, I don't know. Idea. <clears throat> Anywho. So, uh, Ilhan Omar, she's that uh, Muslim lady from Minnesota. She's an immigrant from Somalia. She's a congressperson. She's uh, one of the squad, the so-called squad. Um, <clears throat> and uh, her love life is uh, pretty complicated. Not that you know this matters, except that it does matter. Now, recently, she's been accused of being the other woman in a D.C. doctor's marriage in a, 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 a divorce suit. Um, evidently, uh, her, her darling hubby and the mother of her baby, this doctor who lives in, is it DC or Virginia? It doesn't matter. It's the DC area. Um, the mother of her baby, the mother of his mother, of his, the mother of his baby, the mother of his baby, right? Gotcha. Well, she's the mother of her baby too. That's true. It's undeniable. She was there when it happened. Yeah. So anyway, but, uh, so this guy has left his wife and kid for Ilhan Omar, apparently. Just recently? Yeah, I, I guess she's denying it, but um, anyway. Uh, she's previously been involved in an intertwined pair of relationships for years. Pair of relationships. Records show the 37-year-old Somali refugee applied for a marriage license to a man named Ahmed Absadil Hersey in 2002. She was 19. Oof. She'd been uh, in the States for five years at this point. The duo was never officially married, at least at the time. Instead, they wed in a traditional Muslim ceremony and had two children before splitting in 08. So she's a divorcee. Six years later. The next year, she married Ahmed Noor Said Elmi, whom she described as a British citizen, records show. She has said the pair split in 2011, but never officially ended their marriage, although they dissolved it according to Muslim tradition. She then took up with Hersey, who is the first guy... The next year, and they had a third child in 2012. Now, if I'm a supporter of the squad, I would say at this point, you want to talk about Trump's marriages and how they all ended and he got with the next one? They were much more sequential. <laughs> or is there is there an underlying uh, more excitement here? Well, then she was elected in 2016. In 2017, she finally divorced the second guy and legally wed the first guy the next year. Um, she's since separated from the second guy, though, no, the first guy, 
and is with this campaign ad now. Well, what I was hinting at is but, that... But she's been hounded over a seemingly odd back-and-forth love life amid suspicions that this Elmy character is actually her brother, and she married him to provide him with a green card. She has called those allegations disgusting lies. Yeah, that's the that's the underlying story that's different than just marrying and divorcing, marrying and divorcing like a Trump is that some people are claiming that at least some of this was a scam to get, you know, citizenship in the country. Right, right. Whether it was or not, I don't have any idea. I mean, if you've got a couple others that weren't that, you could just be the sort of person that gets married and divorced on a regular basis. Sure, yeah, yeah. But if she's faking up marriages for immigration purposes, that's a crime, obviously. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I tell you what, our immigration system is so screwed up, and Congress is so unwilling to do anything about it, uh, I, I actually know a guy who was an illegal for a long time, and he was explaining to me how the whole process went and why he finally went ahead and got his papers and the rest of it. And and uh, and it was so dumb. I mean, it's 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 unfair. It's it's unreasonable. It's long. It's corrupt. It's expensive. It's hypocritical. It's inconsistent. And the rest of it just, you know, the bottom line is it was so dumb. I thought, yeah, you know what? I'd have done the same thing. Back on the the squad members' marriages, isn't the one wife now suing the representative for breaking up her marriage? I'm sorry, say that again. The the one aggrieved wife says, you yes. broke up my marriage and you stole my husband. Right. And is suing her for that, which I guess you can do in Minnesota? Yeah. A lot of the country, you can't do that. Some of the country, you can do that. Right. It's it's interesting that you no can do that. No fault divorces are, are, you know, in a lot of states where all you say is, I don't like her anymore. She doesn't like me anymore. All right, says the judge. You two get. Split your money and get. Which, Some places you got to prove like adultery or abuse or whatever, mm-hmm. which is when you get into the crazy, ugly, yeah, I think he molested the kids. Well, yeah. it's Yeah. I, I mean, it, uh, I understand the intention of those kind of laws in that... Uh, um, you know, you're trying to decide how to separate, divide up stuff or who gets kids and all that sort of stuff. And he's been a scumbag cheating on you the whole time. Right. You know, that should play a role, it would seem. But it's just it's so difficult. It gets so complicated. You know, she started dating him when the marriage was already on the rock. So is that adultery or is that just it was already over? I mean, it just it gets so crazy. Right. And complicated. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, I understand the whole no-fault divorce thing. Sure. It's just as unjust as it can be. Uh, scroll scroll down. So she's denying that she's in an affair with this dude? Yeah, we got a couple audio clips here that are worthwhile. Yeah, go ahead. Are you separated from your husband? Are you dating somebody? No, I am not. And I, I have like said yesterday, I have no interest in really um, allowing to, 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 you know, the conversation about my personal life to continue. Uh, and so I have no desire to discuss it. Representative Omar also declined to discuss continued accusations that at one point she married her brother for immigration purposes, an allegation that first surfaced three years ago and that she repeatedly has called absurd. You seem just completely unfazed and unbowed by negative publicity or publicity about your personal life that you you know don't want to comment on. I mean, how do you know, do it? Yeah, I mean, I know who I am. Um, the people I love know who I am and what I care about. And I have, you know, three beautiful little children and a family to care for. And so for me, my focus is really uh, in, in doing the work that I feel like I was destined to do. All right, that's fine. Well, the, that's que- the, the, the questions about uh, were you involved in a fake marriage that allowed you to become a citizen? 
Um, those you got to respond to if there are charges out there. But the or question somebody of, else to the, become the, a citizen. The, yeah, but the questions of um, are you dating somebody right now? I wouldn't answer those questions if I was her. I don't blame her for not. What What are you asking me that for? Am I dating someone right now? Right. What the hell? Right. What kind of question is that? Well, then you get the fawning question. Was that Robin Roberts or somebody? The fawning question. You are so amazing the way you just not right. Oh, right. stop it. <laughs> stop it. I wonder how easy is it to get going as a business? If Judy ever uh, dumps me uh, fake marriages um, to get people their, their, their green cards or whatever. What's the current law? Could I do that? Like uh, every 18 months, I take on a new client. You might want to look at what state you're in, uh, getting back to the it varies from state to state, because there are states where you can get a divorce and you just go back to the way things were before. Right. And there are states where you'd get a divorce and you would uh, be p- paying them for the rest of your life. So. Oh, yeah, that'll be in my business plan. Yeah. But, yeah, there will be uh, certain uh, benefits that will be demanded in our fake marriage. Mm. Probably. We'll see. That's not Depends. Bad. It's going to be a sliding scale of fees. You know, if you if you want a uh, like a sexless marriage, it's going to cost you a certain amount. <laughs> now, is that some might suggest that that's you know close to I don't know prostitution or it's, it's certainly human trafficking a, or certainly in that orbit indentured <laughs> servitude or something. But I'm going to have the uh, the lawyers look this over very very carefully. Nike has signed a deal with an e-game athlete for the first time. What now? Among other things, we've got to talk about on this ding dang show. Hope you can stick around. 